0: We most surely were, and welcome in, friends, to this edition of Box. I'm your quasi-sleep-deprived host, Mark Rose, assisted by the always cogitative milk canes over there.
1: Fully present, not at all napping.
0: Yes, indeed. Oh, and thanks again, man, for watching Eco and Milo for me last night. I assume it was an uneventful evening. Everyone still has their thumbs? Yeah,
1: well, it was anything but uneventful, let me
0: tell you. Oh?
1: What, the hell rodents didn't tell you?
0: Well, they, they were napping
1: when I came in this morning, so, no, I... Well, let's just say I'm not going to be adding pet sitting to my resume, man. Huh. Last night turned into a tire fire abortion of epic proportions, and, you know, I thought... I what? Was...
0: Seriously? What? What, what happened?
1: never have to relive it,
0: but... Well, what happened?
1: Okay, okay, well, well, first of all, no one, no one was hurt, okay? I mean, I think I aged about ten years for sure, but but no one died. Well, maybe I died a little, but... What happened? It's okay if I uh, decline next time, right? Like, you won't hold it against me if I say no the next time you want me to keep an eye on that furry freak show?
0: Are you going to tell me what happened?
1: Okay, okay, okay. Like I said, no one got hurt, except uh, maybe a few of my ventricles and uh, an aorta or two. Anyway, yeah, for the most part, it was uh, an uneventful evening. They pretty much stayed in their other room there, playing, sleeping, and shitting like normal. (laughs) So we had some snacks, watched the Invasion of the Neptune Men. Before calling it at night and hitting the sack. But by the way, Milo snores like crazy, man. I think his adenoids are on the fritz. But anyway, yeah, it's lights out and I I fell into a damn coma. Okay. Then the shit went completely sideways, man. I mean, all hell broke loose. You know what I mean? Jesus H. Carpenter, man. There I am. Dead ass asleep, when all of a sudden, around 2 a.m., I hear this high-pitched scream that would awoke woke the freaking dead. Christ on a cracker, I sat right up in bed, my eyes were bugging out of my skull, dude. Like I, I seriously thought there was some kind of damn Wolverine Chihuahua from Hell Antichrist in the house, coming to eat my face off from the inside out. I mean, man, it, it freaked me the fuck out of my gourd and right out of bed.
0: Holy carp.
1: You're damn right, holy carp. Because I swear to Uncle Carl, my heart stopped.
0: So what happened?
1: Well, I bolted out of bed like a dude sleeping with a chick when her husband comes home. I swear, I don't think my feet even touch the floor. And somehow, I wound up crouched in the closet with a toilet brush in one hand and an umbrella in the other, and my heart just pounding out of my damn chest, which, you know, I took as a good sign, because it meant uh, I wasn't dead, you know?
0: A toilet brush?
1: Hell, man, I had to defend myself.
0: Well, yeah, but a toilet brush? And why, and why do you have a toilet brush in your bedroom, anyway?
1: Well, that, that's a story for another day.
0: Fair enough. Plus, I don't think I really want to (laughs) know.
1: So, yeah, I'm in the closet, wearing nothing but my Batman socks and a sudden will to live, with this screaming still going on. Man, I have no damn idea what the hell it is, except I know that whatever it is, it's in my house. Right across the hall from my bedroom, and if whatever the fuck it is finds me... I'm prepared to fight to the death.
0: With a toilet brush? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, my grenade launcher and
2: flamethrower were both at the dry cleaners. (laughs) So...
0: Point
3: taken. Anyway, I'm hoping whatever it is goes back to the
1: bowels of hell where it came from. Because by now, I'm realizing a few things. One, I'm definitely not dreaming. Two, I'm not dead. Yet. I'm trying to pull my shit together and, and praying to every damn god there is, even making up a few, because, three, I'm pretty sure old Milk Canes is drawing his last breath. Right? All of a sudden, the screaming stops. Like everything just goes totally silent, and all I can hear is my heart pounding like a damn jackhammer. Then... I hear this scurrying sound and it's getting closer like I'm still on the verge of a massive coronary at this point and something is right outside the closet door so I'm thinking this is it and man, the sweat is just pouring off me and all of a sudden the door swings open and there's Milo and Eco, both jabbering away
0: other. So, the screaming was... Eco. Eco? Yeah, man.
1: That god-awful, bone-chilling hounds-of-hell wailing was coming out of
0: her. Wh- why? Yeah,
1: that's what I wanted to know, man. So I got them both to shut up for two seconds so I could find out, and apparently Milo had swiped Eco's favorite ball toy. And she
0: just completely lost her shit. Unbelievable. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, really. I mean, she's never done that before. I've
1: never heard a sound like that coming out of a Japanese pocket squirrel before. And outside of a horror movie, I've never heard anything make that sound before. Jesus. Wow.
0: Well, then, then what happened?
1: Well, I, I told Milo to give Iko back her ball. Myself a mug of Jack Daniels and tried to go back to sleep.
0: And the toilet brush? Locked and loaded,
1: man. I'm telling you, I slept with one eye open the rest of the damn night. (sighs) Listen, don't tell me. Tell him.
0: Guys, got hey, 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 listen, let, knock it off. I said, I said, knock it off. Hey, don't make me turn this show around. All right, now, that's better. Now, you, t- you two need to learn to share, okay? Milo, if Ico's playing with her ball, you wait until she's finished, and then ask her if you can play with it, okay? Okay. And, Eco, you share your toys with Milo, okay? Okay. And no more name-calling. <laughs> All right. Now, you two go over there and apologize to Uncle Milt for nearly giving him a stroke.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's okay, old dudes. I know you didn't mean to scare the bejesus out of me.
0: Yeah, yeah that's better. Thank you for apologizing. Okay? Now, go upstairs and, and play, okay? And remember what I said.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Alrighty, then. Sometimes I get why lions eat their young. (laughs) I hear ya. Fortunately for me,
1: fallopian racing hamsters are pretty low maintenance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's just take a break while I go upstairs and uh, make up with them and uh, give them a little peanut butter treat, huh? We've secretly replaced Carl Sturley's morning coffee with sodium monofluoroacetate. Let's watch. You know, that takes a
1: little...
3: The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it.
0: So, in other news, you know, they actually seem to like that new peanut butter. Really? Uh,
1: That's not what I
0: heard. Huh. Well, anyway, uh, there's been quite a bit of talk lately here on the uh, OnSug channel regarding uh, what we sometimes refer to uh, as uh, portals. Like little interdimensional doorways that take you to various places. And I, I for one, uh, I just wanted to kind of weigh in on this because I've... Oh, sorry. That shouldn't be open right now. Bad host. Bad, bad host. Should know better than to keep an email app open. Uh, Email from
1: Milt. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I, I, I was just trying it out to see if it works. I halfway expected it to go to some dude in New Guinea. Milt, you have an email address? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's. You know, I, I thought maybe I'd I, I just put a toe in the cyber pool. My little toe. Yeah. Max, the IT guy, he set it up for me, so.
0: Uh, hey, I think this is wonderful. I think this calls for some sort of uh, celebration, even. Uh, welcome to the new world, Milt.
1: <laughs> now, don't get all hair afire. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever actually use the damn thing, but it seemed like a relatively harmless first step.
0: Well, cool. Well, maybe now we we can uh, encourage you to interact with our legions of fan out there once in a while. What do you say?
1: Well, let me see how this goes. Uh, Seems like some Russian ladies are already excited to meet me.
0: Sounds totally legit to me. Well, a little shout-out to Max. Uh, Buddy, you're the only one who could get through to our intrepid twiddler of knobs. Um, (laughs) We'll have to mention that to him when next we meet. And, speaking of next, we have the fourth and final segment with uh, activist, writer, and stripper, L. Stanger coming up next and uh, in this final segment L. talks a bit about the landscape of uh, morality in our current society in this
2: The Fusebox Interview
0: Now, you know, the other thing, now you may, this name may ring a bell for you or not. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I spent a a little time in in a place called Florida for a while. Florida. Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the people who uh, is a folk hero there is a guy named Joe Redner, who, of course, had a bunch of clubs down there that were... Just the bane of every conservative-minded person, which is about everybody in Florida, Yeah, uh, down there. He had the Mons Venus clubs all, oh, all over I've the Oh, I've heard place. of that
3: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Joe became an
0: activist right out of the gate as well. He became, like I said, a, a, a folk hero. I think even Morley Safer interviewed him on 60 Minutes at one point. Hmm. He, this is a guy, very much like the the sort of thing that you're, you're describing that, and mm-hmm. that you're doing, is that the best way to fight this system is to not only get in into the system but Mm -hmm. become legally savvy so that you can rally these forces against it because this mindset particularly in the south um you know it's okay to handle snakes in a room but you know do this and you know
3: oh i know but it's you know what in alabama it's illegal to own sex toys yeah why because because we not or texas now i think too You know, I mean, it's just the more (laughs) illegal, the the more ignorant we choose to become about our own bodies is just so damaging. I mean, this is why you have in the States with abstinence only education, I'm putting in finger quotes, is where you have the highest rates of teen pregnancy, unintended pregnancy, STIs, STDs, like it's, it's causal. Like there's, Mm -hmm. you know, this is when you, when you choose to not teach people how things work, they're not going to know how they work. That's right.
0: Yeah, and, and denying someone access or whatever yeah. to that will yeah. not make them right. know it better. No, no, it's education, and if they're not right. educated, then that's really the problem. Now, I just right. heard this argument the other day about... Um, I guess it's technically they're trying to draw a correlation between sitting and w- watching porn on the Internet or whatever mm-hmm. and some sort of ED thing. Dis- you know, thing. yeah,
3: that's really funny. Um, I just <clears throat> actually... I just wrote a piece for Thrillist.com uh, and it was what I've learned by watching porn. And I I quoted and I spoke with uh, three different porn, I hate the word porn stars because mm-hmm. not everybody's a star, um, right. but these people are actually pretty well known. There's Lance Hart, uh, he does a lot of gay, queer stuff. There's Tasha Rain, um, she does some light kink and like kind of more mainstream Um Horn, and there was Madison Young and she does a lot of queer lesbian kink and I also spoke with Dr. Eric Sprankle which I just really hope that's his real name. Um, he's recently a Twitter sensation because he is an assistant professor of clinical psychology and I believe there's sexuality in there I don't know his exact title at the moment but he's Dr. Eric Sprankle on Twitter and in my circles in the last couple months his tweets have just been recirculated where he's like sex work is not trafficking, BDSM is not abuse. When you're choosing to be ignorant of these things, you're, you know, you're reinforcing the the damaging stigma. Like, thank you, you know? Like, we have these, these, these actual clinical studies that are starting to be done and, you know, you have studies that will correlate watching porn to as bad for your health as um, smoking cigarettes. Correct. Like, mm-hmm. how the fuck? Um,
0: <laughs> And they'll make a dopamine correlation. That's what they'll tell you. They'll tell you that by watching this stuff, the brain produces dopamine in such extreme amounts that it puts you in this catatonia. You know what
3: else does that? Reality TV. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, Starbucks, which is why I had some right before I came here. Um, (laughs) You know, I just... Like, we spend so much money on MMA and UFC to to watch these people fight, mm-hmm. to watch these people fight and hurt each other, and it's public. And then we pay, you know, sure. porn people, like, also a great amount of money, and it's as popular, if not more, but it's not in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's a counterculture, almost, mm-hmm. that is also, like... I mean, we're fascinated and we're disgusted by our own sex. So it's, you know, it's one of those things. I'm going to be uh, speaking to a human sexuality uh, college class in a few days. And one of the arguments I definitely want to make is you have the question, can sex workers be raped? Well, fuck yes, absolutely they can be raped. Because it's like, do you remember when, um, was it Mike Tyson bit uh, Mm -hmm. Holyfield's ear off? Mm -hmm. It's like saying, can pro fighters be assaulted Yes, because he yes. did something that was outside the boundaries and the lines of consent and it was not only you know illegal but unethical and damaging to another person. So, <clears throat> yeah, this world has a lot of things that needs fixing. <laughs> yeah, one brick at a time. One at a time.
1: Well, I for one could not live in a state Sex toys were illegal Some of my most cherished Intimate moments Were of the inflatable persuasion
0: Yeah, a little TMI from Mr. Keynes uh, But I would agree That regulating morality Is just plain stupid And again, again Whose morality is it That becomes the gold standard For the arbiter of these values In the first place Criminy It's insane, I say
1: Hi, I'm Carl Cornshaver, and I've been really, really successful in my life. And now I want to share with you my amazing and totally awesome methods of success. A system I call Carl Cornshaver's Amazing and Totally Awesome Methods of Success that are totally awesome and amazing. Grab a pencil because you'll want to refer to these incredible and totally awesome tips for success all the time. Tip number 47. Have a ton of money, then buy everything. I'm Carl Cornshaver and I'll see you at the top.
0: So, as I started to say earlier on, on this here OnSug channel lately, there has been some uh, spirited banter, no pun intended, regarding portals. Now, these are areas where it's presumed that uh, fields of energy are quite, quite concentrated and that uh, said portals can be used to connect to other realms or dimensions or what have you. Native Americans refer to them as uh, spirals, an area so energetically charged that if you, if you actually had the skill and uh, personal power to do so, you could travel from point to point in an instant. Personally, although I haven't done any cross-town commuting that way lately, I will share this with you. No joke. Not far from where we're recording this very show is a little area, a small collection of shops and cafes that has a most unique characteristic.
1: Couple of great bars, too.
0: Well, yes, but let's not confuse the potentials here. Now, No drinking of any kind was involved in this anomaly of which I speak. Carry on, doctor. All right, so I've been walking in this specific area times, right, when... A very, very, very noticeable sensation of being on the coast just hits me. You can smell the salt air. It's like kind of an uncanny clarity, or even the, that that subtle feeling of an ocean breeze. Now, now understand, there is no body of water around this particular stretch of road. As a matter of fact, the closest coastline is is about an hour drive from there. But but this feeling is unmistakable, and I'm. Seriously, I'm not the only one who's experienced this phenomenon. It, it seems to be rather common.
1: Well, I gotta say, it happened to me too. Really? Yeah, no joke. It was early morning for me, and I was doing the morning walk, although most mornings I do the brisk sit. <laughs> right. But on this occasion, I was out there, and I I, I, didn't, I know exactly what you mean, too, just up the street from that bookstore and gift shop.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I got a snoop full of salt air one time, and at first I thought it was some kind of sushi ghost coming to return the favor of being eaten the night before, but uh, no, it truly was a kind out of out-of-body feeling. F- the funny thing was that it wasn't scary or anything, you know, just odd.
0: So there you have it, compelling evidence from Milt Keynes, parapsychology specialist and ectoplasm-chasing kind of a guy, kind of a dude... He, too, has experienced this oddmentism in our midst. You know, folks, I bet if you think about it, there are probably places like this where you dwell as well. Probably worth the raised eyebrow of curiosity, don't you think? Oh, don't you? Oh, and uh, as a uh, semi-related topic, albeit uh, a wee somber... On the uh, last installment of the program, that would be Cheese Wheel Sucker by name, I, um, I was discussing the group Godly and Cream, who uh, came from perhaps mm, a, a, a more well-known band at the time, 10CC. We were chatting about uh, their invention for guitar known as the Gizmatron, and uh, I played a brief excerpt demonstration of that device in use from a selection on uh, Godly and Cream's first solo recording called uh, Consequences. Well, come to find out that uh, just this week, or at least the time we're recording this, that uh, longtime producer of theirs, who uh, produced all five of their recordings, as well as work by The Police, Susie and the Banshees, Among others, Nigel Gray passed away, um, leaving a bit of a sonic hole, I'd have to say. He was a terrific producer and and, uh, helped shape many iconic albums along the way, and uh, he indeed will be sorely missed.
2: Father McGrady McFadden McGillicuddy. And I was just sitting here writing my sermon for next Sunday's services called Why Atheists, Commies, and Teenagers Are Going to Hell. For our children, we all know what a terrible, terrible place hell is. In fact, it's the worst place imaginable. Why, it's even worse than Utah. And you certainly don't want to go to Utah, do you, children? No, no, of course not. Press Hell is Terrible. Would you like to know the best way to avoid hell, children? Why, fuse box merchandise, of course. Now, I know your parents have probably told you that listening to the fuse box show or owning fuse box merchandise will lead to impure thoughts, blindness, and hairy palms. But I know better, children. I know that all good and decent American Christians own lots and lots of fuse box merchandise. And you know why, children? Because they don't want to burn in hell for all eternity, that's why. And we don't want to burn in hell for all eternity, do we, children? Why, no, of course not. We all want to go to heaven, right? No, no one wants to burn in hell for all eternity or go to Utah. And so we must live good, God-fearing lives. We must do unto others before they do unto us. And we must purchase as much fuse box merchandise as we can, even if we must lie, cheat, and steal to do it in order to avoid going to hell. Oh, Utah, you all want to be good, right-thinking Christians, don't you? Of course you do. All good, clean, God-fearing Americans, too. Why, I have it on excellent authority that President Eisenhower himself enjoys Fusebox merchandise. So let us bow our heads and type in thefuseboxstore.com to buy Fusebox merchandise right now. Amen, Father. Amen visit thefuseboxshow.com. Today, that's thefuseboxshow.com. All alone? Looking for excitement? Then try Extraplore, the number one galactic dating service. Meet Durencius. I'm
1: a polysexual semi <laughs> And I was seeking an intellectual sensitive
2: to my pan multi-centrism.
3: And I'm a level suggestive, multi-limb fetish objectifier. With non-ego empathic resonance. Total partner identification lock.
1: The moment our sensory awareness feels into they And I knew we would become one.
2: No, we are. We will be with us.
1: Forever.
2: You too can find the extraterrestrial of your dreams. Don't wait another second. Total ecstasy may be only a solar system away. Extraplore, embracing diversity.
0: And with that fabulous flourish, we'll be on our way out of here. Gentle listeners? Some uh, cozy little footies thanks to our fearless participants in this edition of Fusebox. Aaron Lane, Lonnie Manella, Sadie Medley, Bruce Miles, Eric Newsom, Jeff Pollard, and L. Stanger. And uh, thanks as well to the always hands-on and sometimes wearing little else technical assistance, and Japanese pocket squirrel sitter, milk, toilet brush cane. Story and a weapon. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. We also wish to remind you to check out the Fusebox store, located conveniently at thefuseboxshow.com, where you will indeed find a vast array of ephemera, for your enjoyment and amusement and it's a hell of a good cause too as it uh, does tend to keep us off the streets or loitering at some abandoned shop and go yes dear friends any help in that department is more than greatly appreciated and uh, not at all leastly thanks to you for pushing play on this edition of the show I have been your frantically winding toy robots host Mark Rose, saying until our next cartoon.
3: View.